the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. ICR Golden Valley, a service of Salem Media Group. Streaming globally at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Faith and Freedom Coalition's annual Road to Majority Conference underway in Washington for its final day today. Chris Miller is a business owner and candidate for governor of West Virginia and among today's early speakers, talking about some of the basic beliefs he would take into office. You don't get a trophy just for showing up. The Pledge of Allegiance should be said in schools every day. Biological men don't belong in women's sports. Strong law enforcement makes safe communities. Hard work is undefeated. The event is considered to be the nation's premier pro-faith, pro-family event. A tornado touched out at a mine in Wyoming last night, injuring eight people, knocking over buses and empty train cars at that facility. This is SRN News. For women facing unplanned pregnancies, Robbinsdale Women's Center is the best first step in getting information, resources, and the support they need to make an informed choice. I'm talking with Bruce, a longtime supporter of RWC. Bruce, why do you and your wife continue to give? We love and appreciate what RWC offers women. Empowerment when they feel most vulnerable. Unlike some clinics that offer only one choice, RWC provides accurate information on all options so women can make the best choice. Our investments are fruitful and saving lives. Each week, an average of five women who are initially at risk will instead choose life. RWC is debt-free, receives no government funding, it's 100% donor-funded, and needs our help to reach even more women with life-affirming care and support. How can listeners help support the life-affirming work at Robbinsdale Women's Center? Go to rwcinfo.org to help more women have the opportunity and support to choose life. Donate today at rwcinfo.org. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-884-9018. 800-884-9018. That's Turn all the lights on and kill the noise. The Biz 1440 presents the best two hours of economic news and commentary. Let's just say I know a guy who knows a guy who knows another guy. It's the King Banyan Show, your source for penetrating economic insight, razor-sharp analysis, and unflinching universal thought. The process of getting inflation back down to 2% has a long way to go and is likely to be bumpy. Everything you need to maintain clarity and stay ahead of the economic curve. If you're going to fix complicated problems, you have to learn how to fix problems first. Now, here's Professor King Banyan. 
1440. Uh, this is the longest, uh, longest Saturday of uh, 2023, if you judge it by the amount of time the sun is up. It's also uh, Granite City Days uh, here in, uh, in Great St. Cloud. Um, last night, the park that's nearest to my home, it's about a five-minute walk from from my house to um, uh, my house to a to a uh, th- this park. Um, it's the largest park in town. Um, holds a uh, outdoor concert during uh, Grant City days, and last night uh, we went over to hear both the Cow Sills and Herman's Hermits, and this is you know, as I told uh, John and Spencer, it was uh, it. it it was a uh, geezer rock uh, at the park uh, and pretty much was every year. I think, I think this is the third time Herman's Hermits has been and Peter Noon have been here at, uh, at Granite City Days. Uh, and that's, that's a lot of fun. But it's the first time I'd seen the Cow Sills. Uh, originally eight uh, members. Cow Sill is the name of the family. The Cow Sill, uh, the Cow Sill family is down to three surviving kids and they were all up uh they're all now of course in they're probably in their 60s maybe one of them's in their 70s now because i think it's the youngest three and um anyway um i've asked uh i've asked uh, uh spencer to play some of their music uh during during the show but they to go out uh to go out with uh, i'm henry the eighth i am which is which is Probably the best audience participation song of the 1960s, I will argue. Before audience participation at concerts really became a thing, if you ask me, uh, that one that one is is amazing. And then closed with uh, "There's a Kind of Hush," uh, one one of the one of Herman Hermit's great great songs, uh, the best of dance hall dance hall music from uh, from England back in the 60s. Um, I am tracking. We'll do. Normal stuff, trust me. I, I it, it, and as I teased on Twitter, if you follow the hashtag pound KBRS, you know one of the things I want to talk about today is um, an exchange about a five minute exchange during on Thursday testimony being given to the Senate Banking Committee by Jay Powell and the grilling he gets from Senator Elizabeth Warren. Right, much like what's happening in Russia right now, it's it's a little hard to root for other either side in uh, in the debate. Uh, the head of the Wagner Group, I'm tracking it right now. We won't know we won't know too too much at the moment, but right now uh, I will give you the update in case you're you're not following this news. I've checked with a couple of people, and they're like, "What are you talking about?" Um, uh, Yevgeny Prigozhin, who is the um, who is the head of the Wagner, the Wagner Group? The Wagner Group is a private military contractor, or if you prefer the more the more vernacular term, a mercenary group um, that uh, has worked alongside Russian ar- the Russian army uh, in places like Syria, Lebanon, um, not Lebanon, uh, Libya, um, and more recently Ukraine. And increasingly, Prigozhin has been very critical, not just of uh, not just of Putin and, and and Russian leadership, but specifically the Ministry of Defense. After claiming that Russian troops had actually attacked his forces, his private military contractors, rather than Ukrainians in Ukraine, they have they took over. According to reports, a um, an entire military complex in Rostov-on-Don, which is in Russia, and now are on the M4 highway that goes between Rostov-on-Don and Moscow, and they've actually there's actually film of them going up the road. They've been engaged at least once, according to the New York Times, by him by helicopters from the uh, from the Russian army. Uh, but they've continued past that, and they're currently outside of uh, uh, Voronezh in the Lipetsk uh, province. Uh, um, that puts them about, I'm doing this kind of roughly, 
they're probably about six hours away, five to six hours away from reaching the outskirts of Moscow, if they're not stopped anywhere along the way. A uh, report within the last 40 minutes suggests that uh, Putin's plane may, may have left Moscow. There's no report, no film of whether he was on the plane, <clears throat> so it's unclear. There's There was video footage of uh, uh, Prigozhin's um, home in uh, St. Petersburg being raided uh, and boxes of cash that he claims he uses to pay his uh, contractors uh, being taken out in the millions of dollars. Tens of millions of dollars, in fact. Um, so, lots of things going on. If anything happens, I've got like three different live feeds running on my screen here. I'm keeping my eye on it. I will give you that during the show and break in with things as I see them happening. Um, but I don't see... I don't see anything else. Moscow's on heightened alert. Apparently barricades are up. Uh, barricades are up and they're restricting traffic in and out of the city. Um, and that's, accor- that's according to uh, U.S. reports uh, from the National Security Council. Uh, so we don't know too much. And there's always this, there, there's always a little bit of, uh, of, of course, smoke. And my guess is I, if... Uh, I'm pretty sure Mitch Berg's doing his show on the Northern Alliance this afternoon. <clears throat> My guess is he's watching this as well, and perhaps he'll he'll talk about it over on our sister station, AM twelve eighty The Patriot, one to three this afternoon. I'll keep my eyes on it. I'm not going to tweet about it because that's not what my Twitter stream at Banyan Show does. But I wanted to make sure that you had the up to date information um, as, as we move forward. So. So what will we do today? Well, I hinted at one thing. I talked I talked some about about the the questioning between Jay Powell and Elizabeth Warren in the Senate testimony at the bank in front of the banking committee. This is his semi-annual report that he always brings to those committees and he took some fire and I want to say I I will give you the hint up front. <clears throat> I think that this, um, I think that what we saw over the last, uh, uh, what we saw in this Warren and this this Warren uh, uh, Powell exchange, is a sign of something that that is going to happen. That's going that that results from the failure of Silicon Valley Bank, and the fact that now there are movements afoot to even put further regulations on the banks and finger pointing going on back and forth between kind of finger pointing going back and forth very explicitly in the case of Warren very implicitly in the case of Powell but I'm going to help you read between the lines he was he was not having it from uh, from uh, uh, senator from senator Powell yesterday uh, so so I want to play that. We'll, of course, do the news of the week. We are one week from, we are two weeks from knowing the, the June unemployment report, the employment report. That's not going to happen until after the 4th of July. But there's enough evidence coming in now to tell us pretty clearly that GDP is going to come in on Thursday this week with a excuse me, that's not this month but next month but the GDP is going to come in pretty solidly in the one to two percent growth area certainly not a booming economy certainly but at the same time the strong labor market and the strong consumer are keeping the economy from turning negative um, at this time when does that run out that's well, that's the question every forecaster is trying to figure out. Some people have, some forecasters, I think, have thrown up their hands and said, "Okay, we were wrong. We're not. We're not going to go. Uh, we're not going to go forward with our forecast of recession any longer. We actually believe there's a soft landing or maybe even no landing." Um, to give you a hint, I'm not in that camp. I'm not yet. I'm not in that camp, and I I can't tell you 100 percent why. We're going to have 
news for you rolling out from our latest quarterly business report in the in the next week. I'm doing my presentation to um, I'm doing my presentation to the community on Thursday up here in in St. Cloud. Uh, I will invite you. Uh, um, uh, I will invite you to come. You can come see us if you wish. Um, we have decided not to do the pot, do uh, simultaneous Zoom. I just don't think the format works really well. We're going to instead make you a little video. We're going to make you a podcast. If you want to see what we're doing, uh, my colleague uh, uh, Monica Maimali and I are going to create for you a little podcast that you might find uh, you might find interesting. We'll post it on our Twitter feed with the hashtag pound KBRS for King Banyan Radio Show. There was, even though this is a relatively slow economic news week, there was some news, and we want to report it to you, and we'll do that right after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on The Biz, 1440. I saw you sitting in the rain Raindrops falling on her She didn't seem to care She sat there and smiled at me Glencoe to New Mexico, and Apple Valley to Napa Valley. We're where you are. This is Twin Cities Business Radio. Stream the Biz 1440 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Are you or a loved one struggling with drug or alcohol use? Maybe you're not sure if it's addiction or if treatment's needed. If so, you're not alone. According to the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration, 19.3 million people aged 18 or older had a substance use disorder in the past year. Hazelden Betty Ford offers a free confidential assessment. Inpatient, outpatient, and virtual options are available. It's time to take back your life. Hazelden Betty Ford can help. This message sponsored by Hazelden Betty Ford, the Minnesota Broadcasters Association, and the station it is only the rest of your life are you prepared for it tune in to this week's money matters with alan mike they'll be discussing retirement income and the risks that need to be overcome during your golden years alan mike will share with you how to create a sustainable income strategy so make sure you listen to money matters with alan mike 2 p.m sunday on the biz 1440 or call them now at 855-231-6010 All of us love sports, but not all sports are created equal. College sports have big budgets, dedicated alumni networks, and corporate sponsorships. Professional sports have even deeper pockets. Millionaire owners, lucrative TV and radio deals, and merchandise sales. High school sports have you. Everyone agrees high school sports give us plenty of reasons to cheer. And now's a great time for us to give back. Supporting your hometown high school won't cost you much, but it will go a long way to ensuring the games we love the most are here to stay. Minnesota High School Sports. They're good for our kids, good for our community, and best of all, they're good for you. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. Do you want to make a difference in your community? Volunteer with your local fire department. Operational and non-operational positions are available and training is provided. Anyone can be a volunteer. You just need the heart and drive to make a difference where it's needed most. When your community needs you, will you be there to answer the call? Learn more about volunteering at makemeafirefighter.org. That's makemeafirefighter.org. iBelieve.com helps women wrestle with the deeper issues of their faith. Drop by for blogs and daily devotionals for women, plus articles on relationships, health and beauty, parenting, and more. At iBelieve.com, a division of Salem Media Group. iBelieve.com. I'm a rightful man, I'm an and I really hate I am. Second verse, same as the first. I'm an I am. We sang along loudly. <laughs> you could have heard us from our house, which, as I point out to people, is about 400 yards from the park. Um, eh, 350, 400 yards, I think. Uh, I've I've measured it because uh, that going around that park is my uh, 
is my two-mile run that I like to take uh, two to three times a week when the knees are tolerating such abuse at my advanced age. Um, 651-289-4477, number call with questions and comments, 651-289-4477. Nothing nothing really new happening uh, over in Russia at this second, so let's move on with the... uh, the economic news. The biggest report of the week. Like I said it was a pretty light week uh, for economic reports. Housing starts came in on Tuesday, much stronger than expected, with a one a one point six three uh, print, one point six three million units print versus the forecast of one point three nine million. So that's strong. I, I'm part of my part of my negative outlook for 23 was that the construction industry has actually really boosted the or really did boost the economy in 2022 and i thought that would really soften in 2023 so far not so much the the only explanation i can have for that is the backlog in building from the fact that we just simply didn't have supplies and we didn't have the raw material in place and we had very, very high lumber prices back uh, in 2021 and 2022. The supply issues have decreased. Prices for building materials have softened a little bit. At least they've stopped rising and actually have backed off somewhat from their high levels uh, back in the middle of 2022. And so some construction is actually coming back coming back in place. And the construction industry can be a really uh, powerful force in keeping an economic expansion going. I would argue that, that the expansion in the early 2000s probably lasted an extra nine months or so because of the housing boom that happened in 2004, 2005, and first half of 2006 was about the time middle 2006 was about the time everyone started started first tapping the brakes and then and then holy cats um very much uh very much uh stopped uh stopped it um so so you had uh you had <clears throat> the other numbers that came in uh leading indicators on thursday came in Exactly as expected with a seven-tenths of percent decline. That's eight months in a row that leading indicators across the United States has declined. Uh, we'll have our own leading indicator numbers for the for central Minnesota out um, early next week. Uh, you can look for us on uh, stcloudlive.com. That's, uh, they are, they are uh, St. Cloud Live and uh, Forum Communications are our, our publica- publication sponsor. Uh, for the quarterly business report, now in year twenty-five, that does it feels good to say that. I really enjoy. I really enjoy that. But the big news of the week was really the purchasing managers index, which was really kind of a two-way good news and bad news. The good news, the services sector, uh, the the service sector uh, PMI report, purchasing managers index report. Came in at uh, came in at fifty four point one above the uh, uh, um, uh, uh, above the uh, above the forecast of fifty three point nine. It came in just a little bit higher. Services services sector was super high in May at fifty four point nine. The flash PMI, which means they're measuring June while June is still happening. Uh, came in at 54.1, so that was a little bit lower. Um, that, that that was a little bit lower, uh, but it, but particularly but particularly as they looked at uh, selling prices, uh, they're rising at, at a fairly low pace. But the as I looked at the service sector, quick rise in input prices at the end of the second quarter, the rate of cost inflation. This is I'm reading from the PMI report from S and P. The rate of cost inflation was the steepest for five months as companies stated that greater wage bills in particular place further pressure on business expenses. Okay, I'm going to use that as my inspiration to talk to John on line one calling us at 651-289-4477. Hey, John, good morning. How are you today? Good 
Oh, fine. Thank you. Good morning. Um, I'd like to ask you about a newspaper story in the Star Tribune on June 14th. The okay. headline is Inflation Dropping Faster in the Twin Cities. Metro beats peer cities through the United States, although some prices stay high. And they have a chart that shows a number of cities here. Price increases higher elsewhere, and it shows that <clears throat> amongst about nine or ten cities, we had the lowest inflation rate. It was something like 1.8% in Minneapolis-St. Paul, and several other towns, they've got nine or ten of them on here, were all higher. And as you indicated once before, like uh, the highest one was down in Florida. Right. And I asked you about this a few months ago, and you asked me whether that was a good thing or not, and you pointed out that the reason the inflation would be higher in Florida was because there's greater demand. But I'm beginning to wonder if this isn't a good thing for our area. I've also read that, that in Minnesota the jobs are increasing and uh, real estate sales seem to be going pretty good. So isn't it actually a good thing for our area that we have this much lower inflation rate? Well, I think in general it's good. I mean, if the words I always use, John, when I do this, these are magic Latin words. We'll say ceteris paribus. And that special incantation means, in my head, if I hold everything else constant between, let's say, Florida, the example you chose, and Minneapolis, all other things equal, prices going up more in Florida than in than in Minnesota is bad for Florida and good for Minnesota. But but the question is, is everything else equal, right? Um, so one of the things I pointed out, I, I, I remember that call, by the way. And and the thing I think I was trying to get at is Florida's higher demand was higher demand for housing, and that rental and rental and home buying prices were going up far more rapidly there than here. You might say, well, that's bad. Well, it's bad if you're trying to buy a house for the first time. It's bad if you're just trying to get out of mom and dad's basement and, and live on your own for the first time. It's bad if you are living on a fixed income and you live in Florida and now all of a sudden your landlord says, I need $100 more a month for rent because someone else wants to rent your place. So if you move out because it's too expensive, that's fine. I'll just sell it. I'll just rent it to somebody else. For those people, higher inflation's bad. But if you own a home, higher inflation is actually making the value of your home go up faster and that... and Giving your your given the price you paid didn't change, giving your mortgage isn't changing, that's probably good. So this is a good or bad there there are good or bad things to those those differences. Uh, the the report you're reading came out right after the consumer price index data came out uh, on the third on the twelfth, I think actually. And um, and so I would I I would continue to believe that depending on why prices went up, that can be a good thing or a bad thing. And it depends on which side of the fence you're standing on, John. You could be standing on the side where you're trying to buy a house, in which case higher prices are pricing you out. Or you could be the person who's looking to sell a house and higher prices for houses means you're going to end up with more money in your pocket. Uh, so I, I guess it sort of depends on that part. The other thing, the other thing I would point out is, is and John, I don't recall that that story had any information on it. And I don't know that I could find it quickly for us. But I wonder what's happened to wages in Florida versus wages here, and particularly take-home wages. Um, I think about take-home wages and the fact that that we're going to face less take-home pay because we're going to pay more. We're going to pay more in taxes. We're going to we're our our own business owners are facing a whole lot more regulation after this last legislature finished the wrecking ball. I think it's performed on the, on the Minnesota economy. I'm pretty critical of what happened in this last session. Just to just give you one example, what happened with fa- with uh, with uh, paid family leave and the fact that uh, small firms do who normally get an opt out from those things because they have a hard time balancing it. 
do not get an opt out this time. So what happens? What what happens there? So what matters to you if you're standing as the wage receiver is what's happening to my after tax inflation adjusted wage. And I don't think a CPI number all by itself gives me an answer to whether those numbers are good or bad. So it's a very long answer to say sort of like I I wouldn't infer too much from that one news story. I understand. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, thank you, John. Okay, I apologize. That ran longer than I thought, but but um I, I wanted to explain the reason why I think I think you know I I will tell you I rarely use regional CPI data. First of all, I don't I don't know that they measure in a very I'm not sure I'm very comfortable with how they do that measurement and that you actually have enough of a sample to really measure the indices. And secondly, secondly, I'm just I'm just reminding myself, you know, the phrase that Scott Sumner always uses, never reason from a price change. And I don't really want to reason even from the price changes between two places uh, in the country. Um, we'll be back right after this. You're listening to the King Banyan Show on the Biz 1440. Looking for a new way to give back to your community, learn new skills, and make a real difference? Consider volunteering with your local fire department. The majority of U.S. firefighters and emergency responders are volunteers, answering the call when their community needs them. Be part of a dedicated team of volunteers who step up and protect their community from all types of hazards. You can be the difference. There's no typical firefighter. Anyone can volunteer to serve their community. Volunteering as a first responder is really about having the heart and drive to make a difference where it's needed most. Aside from helping your community and being there for those in need, being a member of the Volunteer Fire Service provides many benefits, including an opportunity to learn new skills and join a family that will serve with you, always have your back, and train you to be the best version of yourself. Your community needs you. Will you answer the call? Learn more and find a local volunteer opportunity at makemeafirefighter.org. That's makemeafirefighter.org. What is your healing power? Maybe your healing power is helping veterans with PTSD, traumatic brain injuries, depression, anxiety, or loneliness. Is your healing power a simple, heartfelt letter or being a volunteer? It is estimated that over a half a million current warfighters will return from service diagnosed with PTSD, and 22 veterans will commit suicide every day. Our veterans have paid the ultimate sacrifice for our country. At HealVets.org, you can find out more about the healing power of pen pals, volunteers, therapy kits, and more. Discover your healing power at HealVets.org. Help Heal Veterans, together with you, has been helping one recovering veteran at a time. We are helping veterans heal together. What is your healing power? To find out about your power, visit HealVets.org. This PSA is sponsored by Help Heal Veterans. With the new radical Minnesota legislation permitting abortion at any stage of pregnancy, your help with Robbinsdale Women's Center is needed more than ever. While the abortion industry stands ready to profit from a woman's unplanned pregnancy, Robbinsdale Women's Center is the first step in educating women on the truth about all their options. Through RWC, women will receive services and resources to make an informed decision. These resources include medical services like ultrasounds, other education and parenting classes. They'll learn more about the beautiful baby growing inside. Sadly, 80% of RWC's patients are seeking an abortion when they first visit. After seeing their baby on an ultrasound and hearing unbiased information on all their choices, 8 in 10 women planning to terminate the pregnancy change their mind. Robbinsdale Women's Center is 100% donor-funded. Please help RWC provide life-affirming options for women. Visit rwcinfo.org. A sustaining gift of $44 a month helps save a baby, but make any donation you can. rwcinfo.org. Welcome back, King Banging Show, the Biz 1440. 
good to uh, good to be with you today, uh, and uh, still keeping an eye on the situation in uh, Russia, uh, where they're evacuating public buildings, according to the BBC, um, in Moscow right now, where it would be about five thirty in the afternoon, if I've done my math correctly. Um, so, so uh, um, it, it is. Um, it, it, but otherwise, uh, and uh, Latvia, which has said uh, they're closing their border um, with um, they're closing their border uh, with um, with Russia. The other, so let me return back. Uh, I I took a little time to answer uh, John's question six five one two eight nine four four seven seven six five one two eight nine four four seven seven. Uh, if you're if you're interested in that, I have not seen an update to the GDP now data based on the PMI report because that came out that came out yesterday on Friday, and the last time they've updated was uh, back on uh, back on uh, Tuesday, uh, and they will they will actually update next Tuesday, which will which will be interesting to see what they do. But they're currently showing 1.9 percent. As the GDP um, now forecasts, whereas if you look at the range of the top and bottom ten forecasters that are out there from the blue chip survey, uh, the the consensus number, the median number in that group, runs just a, right around nine tenths or or one percent um, itself. So that I. I'm still, I, I still believe, and you'll see as uh, you put our, our report out uh, from the quarterly business report that um, I have not changed my mind that a recession's coming in 2023. If it comes in the third quarter rather than the second quarter, I still think I'm in the right ballpark. I think missing by a quarter is all right. If I miss by half a year, well, I won't be as happy about that. I don't also feel too terrible about that. Um, but if it doesn't come at all in 23, then I guess, I, I mean, I'll accept that as being a loss that, that I got that forecast wrong. Uh, and indeed, um, I just gave someone a title for a talk I'm going to give in the fall. He, have economists now forecasted nine of the last five recessions? Because there's that old Paul Samuelson quote about us forecasting eight of the last five. Um, so it'll be an evaluation of whether or not we got it wrong. I'm giving that talk. Think, think uh, I was asked to do it right around October one. That's usually when that that conference happens, uh, and uh, and I mean we'll see. We'll just we'll just see how things are going. And yet, with the economy going at the track it's going, um, I I found uh, I found that I think that the biggest news of the week before. Before Friday actually came from uh, testimony on Capitol Hill, Jay Powell giving his semi-annual uh, remarks, uh, testimony before uh, Congress. This time around, he went to the House first. He was there on Wednesday. and went to the Senate on on Thursday. Um, and, and this is a talk about monetary policy. Now, in the next hour, I'm going to play for you uh, a dialogue between... Uh, Q&A between him and Senator Warren regarding banking issues, which, you know, she's on the Senate Banking Committee. You would want her to be asking such questions. But instead, we get, we you know, instead we get a lot of questions about monetary policy. I, I read um, one of our Minnesota Congress people um, saying how, how he grilled uh, Powell on, on certain things, which meant that he didn't actually ask a question. Um, I respect Elizabeth Warren to the extent that she actually allows the man to answer the question she asked. Um, she doesn't do the reclaiming my time thing, which which I have to say annoys me to no end. But this was Jay Powell um, on Thursday before Senate banking um, talking about monetary policy. Let's play this cut eight, please. I think um, if you look at the committee's forecasts, uh, and mine are very similar, we expect modest growth going forward. Growth in the, in the you know, below 
the, the sort of longer run growth rate of the United States economy, which is around 2% or a little bit less growth, lower than that. And we expect uh, the labor market to continue to gradually cool off. And with that, there's an expectation that inflation will continue to move down later this year. And if, if things happen that are sort of broadly in keeping with that, the strong majority of the committee believes that it will be appropriate to raise the federal funds rate again once or twice by the end of the year. Strong majority. Right. Once or twice by the end of the year. So we were going to cut that there because we wanted to ask a... We want, I wanted to, wanted to comment on that. The once or twice piece was interesting because the FOMC dot plot, the, 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 the uh, statement of economic projections, um, actually has the median at two rate increases. Now, he's a dot on there. When he says one or two, I wonder if maybe he's one of them. Or was he just shading that a little bit to sort of maybe take some of the criticism that he's likely to receive from from the from Congress because Congress doesn't want him raising rates anymore. They're concerned about instability of the banking sector. They are concerned about inflation. They have the scapegoats, you know, right there at at the at the witness table. Um ready to you know at at the testifier's table. And they have him have him right there in place. But this PMI report, which came out on the very same day, um, according to uh, Chris Williamson, who's the who's the uh, chief of uh, chief business economist at uh, Standards and Poor's, uh, says the overall rate of expansion of business activity in the U.S. remained robust in June, consistent with GDP rising at a rate of one point seven percent to put second quarter growth in the region of 2%. And that's pretty consistent with what Powell expressed at this time. And he's saying in that, in that world, which is growth that is, as Powell says, pretty close to what normal growth should be, they still see inflation being high enough to warrant one or two more rate increases. Again, I'm a, uh, a clear majority of FOMC said two or more. He says one or two. Let me continue. Cut nine. Already came down on twice between now and the end of the year. So um, I think the data will tell us what to do. I think the point of our meeting, the last meeting, was really to moderate the pace of our decision-making on this because, you know, it, it was very important to move quickly last year, and we did. It's not so important now. Because we've come so far and we're relatively close, we think, to where we, where we need to get. But we will, I mean, people should believe, and, and broadly speaking, the data show that they do believe, that we will do what it takes to get inflation down to 2% over time. So I, I believe that what Powell's, I believe this is what happened at FOMC. They get the statement of economic projections. And, and Powell has said in, in a press conference a few sessions ago, so I want to say either early 23 or late 22, he says something to the effect of the statement of economic projections, you can change your number during the meeting based on what you hear from staff or from your colleagues on on the committee. So it is possible that, that they did that. But the, I have to say, if you look at the dot plot, and I can go back and repost it for you, the dot plot is, you know, is pretty tight for the end of 2023, a little more than six months from now. But when you look at it at the dot plot for what the Fed funds rate is likely to be at the end of 2024, it is far more dispersed than what they say for 2025 just looks like a dog's breakfast. It's just It looks like 19 kibbles of food spread all over your kitchen floor. It is, it is just... There's no consensus. Um... And and to have to go to Congress and say what the what your what your system your federal agency is going to do when your team isn't all on one page is hard, right? That's what he's trying to communicate to them: is hey, we don't necessarily have this all worked out. Let me continue. This is this is in response. I believe this is because you'll hear his voice in either this clip or the next clip. 
you hear who I think is Senator Kennedy, but I'm not 100% sure of that. I know he sits on the committee, but I'm not sure this is him. Let's play cut 10. Okay, so let's think out past that. What factors are you going to look at that would determine a lowering in interest rates then? So we don't see that happening anytime soon. And I, the, the test for that uh, is that we're confident that inflation is moving back down to our 2% goal. That's pretty simple. I think that's, that was the best thing he did on the, on, in two days of testimony. Can you play that one more time for me, please? This is very, very simple. Cut 10. Okay, so let's think out past that. What factors are you going to look at that would determine a lowering in interest rates then? So we don't see that happening anytime soon. And I, the, the test for that uh, is that we're confident that inflation is moving back down to our 2% goal. Right. So as long as the rate stays high, he's saying we're going to continue to be a little bit concerned about whether, whether or not we're getting back to the 2% goal or not. I'm going to run a little bit long on this segment, Spencer, because I want to play this. Cut 11. Uh, I think by the end of next year, by the end of 2024, uh, the median participant did have some rate, rate cuts. But that, that's going to depend on how the, uh, on how the uh, economy performs. And inflation has just consistently proven more persistent than we've expected and, and that other forecasters have expected. So it's going to have to await... So, and you heard this uh, uh, yesterday, in fact, we'll wait, I'm going to play the next pieces over in the next segment, but you saw this happen in other parts of the world. So when, after the Fed said, no, said we're going to skip raising rates at the June meeting, the, the European Central Bank comes out and says, we're not skipping, we're doing it here and we're going to do it again next time. Christine Lagarde says inflation is, you know, still needs to come under better control. And then what happened this week with the UK and and its policy rate took a lot of people by surprise. And I want to talk about that right after this. You're listening to the King Banyan Show on the Biz 1440. children and grandchildren are inheriting a world that's more upside down than ever before. They'll need extraordinary skills to make a positive impact. A Christian education will give them the solid foundation they need to not only endure, but thrive. And that education is available for half off their first year through TwinCitiesTuitions.com. To see our full list of participating schools and to see if the half off tuitions program is a good fit for your family, go to TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call. Because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at crazy low prices. They have access to great prices and discounts at over 500 different airlines. Plus 300,000 hotels and rental car companies. Their prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you You'll save. You can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find the best price for you. Call SmartFares today and get ready to see the world with a fat wallet. 800-989-0841. 800-989-0841. 800-989-0841. That's 800-989-0841. What is dedication? I am the father of a nine-year-old little girl and a six-year-old little boy. And I find fatherhood both relentlessly challenging and relentlessly rewarding. My daughter is biological and my son is adopted. I love them both so much. From the morning when you wake up to putting them to bed at night, and every moment in between, it really is so special. And boy, is it exhausting. One thing that I fear about being a parent is the future for my children. I think a parent's job is to protect our children, but also prepare them for the world so they become good, kind human beings. But I'm also hopeful that the future holds a more inclusive and compassionate world for them. 
That's dedication. Find out more at fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Don't get lost in the endless stream of misleading headlines. Turn to a leading source of conservative news. Townhall.com. Political cartoons. Thoughtful commentary. And an intelligent perspective on the day's headlines. Townhall.com. A division of Salem Media Group. From South St. Paul to Southeast Asia. And Little Canada to regular-sized Canada. We're where you are. Listen to the Biz 1440 anytime, anywhere at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Hello, Detroit Auto Worker. Let me thank you for your time. You work a 40 hour week for a living. Just to send it on down the line. Welcome back, King Bangy Show. <laughs> the Biz 1440. Um,. That's that's excellent. That's an excellent music choice. I, uh, even though I'm not really a country guy, uh, that that's 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 pretty fun. Um, so in the UK uh, this past week, you saw that uh, you saw that uh, the um, uh, you saw that uh, the, the Bank of England raised rates very very rapidly by fifty basis points. It took a lot of people by surprise. And just pointed out that they're having a much harder time solving the inflation problem there than some other places. And I do expect that the, that that the UK will suffer a significant recession. Uh, indeed, I'd say they're probably already in one. Uh, technically, uh, the European Union is also in one, although theirs is not nearly as severe as the one happening right now now in the United Kingdom. Um. Jim O'Neill was on CNBC this um, this week. I, I want to say it was CNBC. Let me make sure I had that right. Um, yes, and, um, and 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 he is the CEO of a. He used to work in the U.S. You'll hear his accents. He works now for a, as a CEO of an investment firm called Northern Gritstone, um, which I believe is in Edinburgh, and. And he has commentary about what's going on at this time. I thought these comments were very interesting as well. Let's play this first. Cut 12. I mean, frankly, it's pretty pretty disturbing that we keep on having so many repeated negative surprises. Uh, and, and as I'm sure you've had others talking about, if you actually look at core inflation as to its historic purpose as a lead indicator where overall inflation is going, in the UK it appears to be going up. And uh, to be honest, as somebody that is so immersed in pulling the weeds around and throughout all this data, on one level it's a bit hard to really understand why it's just so bad for us. Um, and guess what, as you imply with that question, it's yet another sign of the ongoing consequences of Brexit. So, how is it that I, I wish I wish we followed up? I wish they had followed up and asked. Okay, explain that. How did Brexit cause these much higher prices? Right, and is that really inflation? This is, gets maybe to the question that John asked me uh, at six five one two eight nine four four seven seven six five one two eight nine four four seven seven. A little bit ago, because what certainly happened and was expected even by the by the supporters of Brexit, although certainly downplayed in the campaign for the referendum, was that there would be a change in the terms of trade, that some goods, some goods that the UK had learned to live with as imported from other countries, you would lose and replace with higher priced goods. Okay, either domestically produced goods, which was part of the reason you wanted Brexit, but those domestically produced goods have a higher price, or you're going to actually import from another source that actually costs you more uh, to get. Okay, so that's true, but that's not necessarily inflation. That's a one-time change in prices. And frankly, I don't. If that's what's going on, I don't know why the Bank of England would be fighting that. That doesn't necessarily make much sense. But I do. But but 
the broader point that O'Neill is making, which I think is valuable, is this is simply an extraordinary time to be doing forecasting. And he says, look, I can't, you know, be, I think it's Brexit, but he says, I'm digging, I'm digging around the weeds of all this and I can't really figure it out either. He continues, cut number 13. And uh, it's partly behind my facetious comment at the start, whether it be uh, our shortage of skilled staff, our shortage of any staff, uh, our poor performance in trade, our lack of investment. You know, uh, these guys that were so eager about the great benefits of Brexit have got a lot of explaining to do. Yeah, well, they do, but I think all of those were things that were, had been forecasted uh, before, and and I agree to to some extent that Brexit. I mean, there's no question that Brexit was going to cause a disruption. It was going to cause a drop in GDP. It was going to cause an up an uptick in prices. But Brexit can't be can't be blamed for either. The, sh- the COVID shock, nor for the the what I would call bad uh, decision making by the by the uh, uh, the conservative government there. I think think the conservatives are going to lose their next election. I want to play this out in this hour before I b- b- before we go away. So let's play cut fourteen, please. If you look at the PMI indicators around the world, you look at manufacturing, we're in some kind of global recession. But if you look at the services sector, including in the UK, it actually looks like it's pretty strong. And the the dilemma appears to be, uh, particularly uh, post-COVID and strange behaviours by some people around the labour market, including perhaps some not wanting to participate, it might be that the services sector is still still too strong, uh, including in the U.S. So, and if that means that, then it means we're probably looking at additional inflation, uh, additional in interest rate hikes. So, going to go all the way to go back to the previous segment. Mister Mister Powell said one or two, um, but if the service sector continues to give us the numbers like the PMI showed. My guess is two, and I'm still of a mind that it might be more than two before they get to the end here. We'll be back after these messages. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on The Biz 1440. China is attacking the U.S. patent system, stealing American innovations, and we are helping them do it. The Chinese Communist Party intends to surpass us and to be the world leader in innovative technology. Innovation Race, the shocking new movie from the Tea Party Patriots, exposes the truth. China will use our own technology to threaten our economic and military security. Dominating technology means you dominate the world itself. This is a race that we cannot afford to lose because we're not going to have a country. If China gains control over 5G technology with a flip of a switch, they could remotely turn off our phones, our cars, even our power grid. We've lost sight of what it is to protect this nation. We need to up our game. In today's high-tech world, there's no prize for second place. Watch Innovation Race. Available now on demand or DVD at SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Dennis Prager. Now you can listen to my show when it's convenient for you and without censorship from big tech, become a member of the ultimate online community for all things Prager. It's PragerTopia Unlimited. Listen to the show on demand when it's easiest for you. This includes every radio show, every segment, and every guest over the last 10 years, and it's commercial free. You can even share your favorite segments with your friends. Plus, you'll get the same email from Alan Estrin that I receive every night about the most important issues to read about. Pregatopia Unlimited members can also listen to every program, lecture, and course that is in the Prager store. Thousands of hours. You can even listen to all my Torah teachings for free. Share my passion for free speech. Join today and save 25% off the first year and get a free Pregatopia coffee mug. It's all things Prager, Pregatopia Unlimited. Go to Pregatopia.com or click the banner at DennisPrager.com. Have you recently received a quote for an exterior home improvement project that was so high it made you seriously consider selling the house instead? 
In today's market, it's more important than ever to get multiple bids to make sure you're getting the best possible prices on any investment in your home. I'm Ryan with my three quotes. Not only can I provide you the most competitive bids in the Twin Cities for free, but I can guarantee it will be the quickest and easiest way to get them. Whether you need siding, roofing, or windows, I will personally come to your house for a short meeting so we can determine which name brands make the most sense for you and your house. And I'm all about multiple options, so you can have a variety of price points to choose from. A few days later, you'll receive an email from me with the bids attached. I've done the homework on brands and contractors, so you don't have to. It's that simple. No salespeople, no pressure, and no obligation to buy. To set up one short meeting with me, visit GetMyFreeQuotes.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.